Todd. We're just going to let him shape this service, you know. Well, he's the potter, we're the clay. So, Jesus said this. Um, oh, I forgot my thought. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. I lost my thoughts, just drifted. But the Lord Jesus did say a lot of things, didn't he? <laughs> Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for your goodness. Holy Spirit, thank you. Listen, I got a message for today, but let's just lift our hand to him a moment, shall we? Please, in corporate unity. Holy Spirit, thank you for your love, for your grace and your mercy and your anointing today. And for taking us, helping us celebrate something that's dear to you, the Feast of Pentecost. I'll be honest with you, church. I, I, it slipped my mind that it was. I am so glad that Pastor Carol reminded us. You can open your eyes. and The Word of God teaches us, and Jesus said this in the Old Testament. When he incorporated and instituted feast days for the Jewish people, he said these feasts are to be remembered forever. Jesus didn't come to stop it. He said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill it. Amen? You all here? So what does that mean? When Pentecost comes, that there's a remembering, a memorial of that holiday and that feast day, what it meant to the people of God. Salvation is to the Jew first and then the Gentile. I am so glad that I heard the good news. How about you? Amen? Anybody else? Say it out loud. I'm glad. I heard the good news. I'm glad that I continue to hear it. Because Paul said in Romans, what do you, where do you say it? Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It doesn't come by having heard only. It comes by continual hearing. Amen? And I'd like to put an addendum in there. There's something that's not spoken in that, but faith grows by doing. It comes by hearing. It grows by doing. It Say it grows by doing. So when instruction comes to pray in the Holy Ghost, kick it in overdrive. Don't play with this thing. No, kick it in. Because, you know, in Scripture, a lot of churches get in a ditch. Because the Scripture says, well, how, don't speak in tongues in the congregation. Paul said, it's better for you that I speak five words in English in understanding so the church is edified. Amen. But yet he said, I pray in tongues more than you all. How do, we, how do we reconcile all these things in the spirit? A lot of people, they get in the ditch. A lot of congregations teach you're not supposed to speak in tongues in the local congregation. No, if it's the order coming from the pulpit, you do it. I said if it's the order from the pulpit, you do it. Because if you don't believe that the leaders in the house are anointed, shame on you. It's because you have chosen to be religious in your experience rather than trusting the government of God and his anointing. We don't look unto men. We look unto God. Amen. 
Otherwise, you don't need leaders. You don't need apostles. You don't need prophets. You don't need evangelists. You don't need pastors. You don't need teachers. It's a, de- it's a de- de- democratic form of Christianity. No, it's not. We have a king, and he is a despot. The king has rule, and he has a government. Hallelujah. And he expects his church to honor his word and to be doers of his word. Not, a, not hearers only who delude themselves. He expects you and I to be doers of the work. Hallelujah. Yeah, honey. Yeah, the mic. Okay, so the church at Corinth, they were just speaking in tongues whenever they wanted to. Yeah. There wasn't that church government that was established. In order, yeah. In order. So that's why Paul had to go and he had to put order in the church. Yeah. They were, I mean, he was, he was thrilled that they were speaking in tongues, but it was out of order. Yes. And they would take a service, their service, their assembly. It wasn't called a service. Right. Let's get that straight. When they assembled together and because they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they all just spoke and 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 spoke in tongues. That's all it was. They just kept going, 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 going. And then if, the, if, if whoever was trying to bring the word forth, that somebody else would get us, just start speaking, speaking, speaking in tongues, and somebody just get, uh, getting up and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking in tongues, and there's no interpretation for that one that's getting up to speak in tongues. There was no order in it. So that's what Paul was doing when he went to the church and he sent the letters to Corinth, the Corinthians. He was establishing order that how to how to move in the things of the spirit and not to shut down like other churches are shutting down and we're hearing it seeing it over and over and over and you know why because it's going to cripple the church because they will not move in the authority and power of god and we need it more now than ever before especially with the with darkness increasing and things that are happening it's so. like Jimmy Evans said on our married, at the Marriage on the Rock meeting the other night. He said, we've never lived in a more evil world. Anybody agree with that? I mean, we've never, truly, we can all say that. We grew up in the 60s. Of co- well, we grew, were born in 1950, but we're coming through the 60s and the hellishness of the hippie culture and everything that was coming in uh, in that wave of demonic influence. And it started back in the 50s and the 40s with the beatniks. That's where the pothead started. It was with the beatniks. And then it came into metamorphosed into the hippies. But there is a culture. There's a generation. The devil's goal is to wipe out a generation. To stop the generations of God from, from growing up in the things of the Lord. Amen. I remember, and listen, we're just going to flow here today. Nikita Khrushchev, who was one of the uh, wicked Russian official, I remember when I was 12 or 13, but I can still remember the image of him, and actually I found that you can YouTube it. But he looked, I remember as a teenager, or just, you know, crossing that threshold, him pointing into the TV and saying, America, we will not have to destroy you from without we will destroy you from within. Why? Why would I remember that so vividly? I can see his face, just still picture his face and pointing into the TV as a teenager. 
Now, how, do, let me ask you a question. Do you think that's coming to pass? Don't stand there looking at me like a deer in the headlights. That's the time for you to say yes or no. Come on. How? Well, one of the ways it's coming to pass, well, we have such an antichrist spirit. Paul gives great instruction in the scripture. He said, there's an antichrist spirit in the earth. And church, you need to be armed with the pro-Christ spirit. And the pro-Christ spirit is the Holy Ghost, but he brings the understanding and comprehension to you and I on how to live the life, how to live in this earth. We're not of this world anymore. We're in the world. We're citizens of heaven. And the only way you and I can have more understanding of how the kingdom works is through the word of God. The preaching, teaching. Now listen, I'm going to say this. It's not just on Sunday only. God didn't call you to be a SMO, a Sunday morning only person. He called you to be a daily believer, a follower, a disciplined follower of Christ. He called every one of us to be disciples. He never said, go and make believers. I've said it here before, but hear it again. Get it in your crawl. Get it in your spirit. Lock onto it. Take hold of it. Don't someone hear it and just like be offended by it. If you're offended by it, you're still, you still need milk. You're not ready for meat in the word. You need to have meat from God Almighty. Hallelujah. Man, I had me some sirloin last night, a little tenderloin, glory to God, in a salad. I tried to keep it half healthy, but that tenderloin was so good. And I haven't had red meat for a while. And I said, Lord God, mm, I thank you for that. Thank you for that calf, cow, whatever it came from. Hallelujah. It was delicious, but it was meat. And guess what? God created my body with the ability to digest that thing. I didn't overdo it, but I sure enjoyed the meat. You need meat. It's time for everybody in the body of Christ to eat the meat of the word of God. And not be offended by it. Be equipped with it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm, I'm not just a believer. I'm a disciple. I am called to be a world changer. Say it out loud. You're called to be your world, your world changer. Everywhere your foot trods, God said to Abraham, and Abraham was a type and shadow of the faith that you and I are to walk in. He believed God and was counted to him as righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody believe God in this place. Somebody believe God in this place. What are you believing him for? What are we believing him for? Well, Lord, I'm saved now. I don't need you in my life. Just sit there and be comfortable. Hallelujah. I'm just going to keep on living my life the way I, I used to. Glory to God. But I'm to thank you for getting my bacon out of hell. No, he, we're born of a, an absolute seed. And Peter said, it's the living, the body and word of God. You are born of an incorruptible seed. Incorruptible. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm born of an incorruptible seed, the living, abiding word of God. That's what made me alive unto God. Amen. That's what the blood of Jesus cleansed me and justified me and positioned me as a son from sinner to saint. Glory to God. Glory. Amen. From alien to son. Amen. Glory, Brian. So you and I, we, we're, we're in our journey. 
We're in our journey, and there's a lot of adversity. And I'll tell you what, all hell is, is coming against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does the devil want from you? He wants the seed of the Word of God. If he can get the truth of Scripture out of your heart and barrage you, keep banging you in your soul, shooting those fiery darts is what Peter or, or Paul compared it to in the book of Ephesians. Flaming, fiery darts. It's that picture in the old battles of stuff, of taking arrows and put it in pitch and then shooting it. So it does more than just damage. It sets the whole place. It does collateral damage. There's great catastrophe as a result of those darts. That's what the devil is shooting at the church. You hear it in this house. And I know sometimes I listen, sometimes there's the temptation to be absolutely tempted to like, I'm tired of hearing this. I'm tired of hearing and praying tongues. I'm tired of hearing how important it is to pray in the Holy ghost. I'm not saying you're, anybody in here is getting that, but there could be at times that's a fiery dart from the enemy. Why? Because praying in tongues unlocks the mysteries of God. Praying in tongues builds you up on your holy faith. So if I'm the devil, one of my goals is to try to keep you, keep your mouth shut. Keep you from uttering the things of God. Keep you from God talk God. If I'm a good enemy, if I'm a wicked enemy, I'm going to try my best to keep you out of the power of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to feed your flesh. I'm going to try to bait you and keep you or have you go back to the things, your old man and your old ways. Tempt you to be, a, you know, to, to feel and, and listen, tempt you to commit the sin, tempt you to fall prey to a condemnation mentality, cause you to become a victim rather than a victor. Well, how do we overcome? That seems like a mighty task. It is a mighty task. And God knew that you and I could only accomplish it with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Religion don't get the job done. (laughs) Our mind sure don't get it done. (laughs) Amen. Am I alone in here? How about you, Sarge? Mind, our mind alone doesn't get it done. Joyce Meyer, a great teacher in the body of Christ, she said, I can't trust my mind. I can't trust my mind. She said, I have to believe the word. Because there are times my mom, my mind will wrestle with the word. There are times my mind will argue with the word. Come on. Look at Romans 12, 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Yes, sir. Glory. Glory's in hallelujah, and hallelujah's in the glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. Paul. Paul starts off in this chapter to the church of Rome. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. How do we do this? Somebody say it out loud. No, by the mercies of God. Go back one verse, Rich. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. How do we do it? By the mercies of God. It's his mercy that's working with us, in us, and through us. 
Thank God for his mercy. I said, thank God for his mercy. Yeah. Thanks for your mercy, Lord. Even David said it. In Psalm 23, he said, goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. He had a revelation. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You and I need to remember and reflect on the mercy of God, how good he is. Amen. Hallelujah. The great God, Jehovah, is merciful. <laughs> Say it with me. The great God, Jehovah, is merciful. Tell your neighbor. The great God, Jehovah. Tell, go ahead, tell Vince. Look at each other. Tell each other. God, Jehovah, is merciful. Stay with verse 1, Bill. Saints, look at it. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. This is a pleading of the apostle who planted the church. Don't get off track, church. Don't lose sight of the goal here. The goal wasn't just going to bed at night and saying, God, thank you for getting me through the day, though we do that. Is that I have a purpose on this earth to be the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have a purpose on this earth and there's, there's a function in the body of Christ that he has, he has ordained for me. I didn't choose him. We saw this in John 15, didn't we? John 16, 15 rather. You didn't choose me, Jesus said. See, sometimes along the, ro the road here, we just kind of like think like, well, God, you, it's almost like our attitude can reflect. God, you should be glad I'm saved. Mm-mm. I mean, he's, he rejoices that we're saved and we used our head for more than a hat rack. Vincent. <laughs> I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies in this way. As a living sacrifice on Sunday. Come on. Somebody preach at me. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I repent and ask your forgiveness. I didn't mean to make you stumble. By the mercy of God that you present and I present our bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. <laughs> Glory to God. Yo, holy. <laughs> Whoa. I got to clean myself up. Well, thanks a lot, guys. That tells me a lot about the new birth. How in the world can I present my body holy to God, acceptable to God? Is it possible? Yes. See, that's why on Sundays or any time we assemble, what are we doing? Uh, well, we're being religious. We're going through the motions. We need to attend. Uh, you know, the Hebrews talks about it. You know, uh, do not forsake the assembling of the saints. Uh, all the more as the day approaches. Pastor Carroll's always on our case. Anytime the door's open, you should be there. Well, many leaders have said that. 
I'll tell you what, you couldn't keep me out of church when I first got saved. I was so glad to go from darkness to light, sinner to saint, pervert to convert. Glory to God, I tell you what, it didn't get any better. You couldn't get me out of church. We were married at that point with three and a half kids. I'm telling you what, I, you couldn't keep me out of church. It was a, yeah, <laughs> there was a fool in there. <laughs> he was baking. Actually, it was Carrie. You were in the oven when I got born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy. Say holy. Say my body is made, has been made holy because of the Holy Spirit in me. Because of the word of God in me. Come on, say it. By the word of God. We didn't earn holiness. And it's not something we can just do in our own strength. By grace, through faith, we're saved. Not of ourselves. Amen? Ephesians 2, right? Ephesians 2, 8. Glory to God. It's by grace, through faith. The Lord Jesus made an opportunity available to you. Listen, you can go to hell forever and suffer in this earth. And I'll listen, I want to say something to you. You may have everything you need. You could have the biggest house, the best car. You could have every need met financially in your life and be miserable. You could have everything and yet have nothing. If you don't have Christ, you have nothing. You got a temporary fix and that's it. You, and the opposite is true, too. And certain religions taught and had an influence on souls of, of, of their congregations. The poorer you are, the closer to God you are. I didn't find that to be true. Anybody in here? Well, I'm, you don't have to. I mean, how about that? Is that a good deal? The, now, listen, there are poor. There are people who are poor who never ask for it. And there are people who are poor are poor through circumstances and situations. There are some times that you've gone from rags to rich or riches to rags. But one thing is important to know that the word of God in you and I, regardless, Paul, the apostle Paul said this guys, he said, I've learned to be content in every situation. There are going to be times in your life, no matter how successful you are, you could have, you have thin times when there's too much month at the end of the money, even though you're a successful businessman or or a worker. Amen. Sometimes in life, there are things that come up and all of a sudden what happens? Well, I think of Chick-fil-A, the owners of Chick-fil-A, they made a covenant with God when they started that business. They would close, not be open on the Sabbath. They would not be open on the Sabbath. Now, a few years back here, they had a board meeting because the, the, the increase, the prosperity was, was failing, waning. And they were keeping the word of God. They were doing everything that was right. Y'all here? They were doing all right. They had a board meeting. They said, look, and, and the, what, what happened was when things start, getting, things start getting tight and, you know, there's too much month at the end of the money, all of a sudden we start getting nervous if we're not in faith. Come on. No, 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 not yet. No, he hadn't left yet. The owner was still here on the planet. 
But the board member brought, and they had a board meeting, they said, what are we going to do? And they felt the pressure because other fast foods were increasing, and they were open on Sundays. And, of course, as a result, they were missing business on Sunday. If we open up on Sunday, this is the rationale. Say rationale. Uh, It's like reason from the realm of reason. If we open up on Sundays, we can increase our profit. And that was actually on the table, and they were wrestling with this and everything else. But God said, keep holy the Sabbath. And the, they, no matter what they were, the arguments were, or even the justification, say justification. Sometimes we try to justify and trump God's word with our choices. But Lord, Lord, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to go on that vein. I think we all have been there at different times. We try to justify our choice. But yet, the owner of the company, he said, when all was said and done, he let it brainstorm. And he said, guys, however it came out, but this is the paraphrase. We made a choice and decision that this company was going to operate on biblical principles. We can't cower now. He said, let's give this to God. They gave it to God. They all came in to say unity. They all agreed that what was really going on here was their faith was being undermined. Their commitment and their covenant was being undermined because of natural circumstances. And fear, yeah, honey, fear began to hit them. They came into agreement. They prayed at that board meeting. This is the story. I wasn't there. They prayed at the board meeting, and it was a settled issue. It was a Joshua 2415D moment where the leader said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now listen, in Joshua 2415, you read those few verses before 24. They had just had all the victories in the ites in the promised land. They had all the victories. All battles. One battle they lost, but all the victories. The inheritance was distributed to a whole nation of Israel, according to their portion. Joshua says, all right, guys, everything's distributed. God's blessing. You all agree God's been good. God's good. He said, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Well, you're an officer in the Lord. Carolyn, I think we all are. But Joshua said, now God's done his job. You are so blessed and overflowing. Don't change and go after false gods. Don't lose what God has given you and start going after false gods again. If you do, this is basically the gist. If you choose to go off the path, that's on you. I've obeyed God. We've overcome in the victory. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We ain't going. We're staying the course. Say, stay the course. Stay the course. Amen. So here, by the mercy of God, that you, you and I present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, and we receive the holiness of God himself in the incorruptible seed. Hallelujah. We didn't deserve it. Are you kidding me? I was made holy at that point of the new birth. Yeah. Unholiness was out under the blood and through the blood. Glory to God. 
we are imputed with his life and his light and his holiness. And at that very instant, April 23rd, 1974, 7.30 in the morning, I went from sinner to saint, from light to darkness, and the holiness of God came in me, and I had no clue what was going on. Something came out of me, too. I can promise you that. I had an ear from cheek to ear to ear, cheek to cheek. I mean, it was a sm- what I say. I had an ear from cheek to cheek. Glory to God. That'll preach. <laughs> I had a smile from ear to ear, and I didn't know. I, 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 I was freaked out by it because the head saying, uh-uh, there's something wrong here in River City. You know, this is weird. But the new birth, the life of God had come in and began to radiate through my being. Amen. Same thing with you, right? So present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Another translation says rational worship. It's only rational that we worship God this way. Every morning you and I wake up and the shades have come up. Glory to God. We say, God, hallelujah. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. I'm your son, your daughter. Glory to God. I'm going to pre- I present my body wholly to you, acceptable by your grace and through faith. Amen. I didn't deserve it, but you bestowed it on me, and I am a grateful citizen of heaven. How about that? How about starting your day that way? Yeah, I'm tired of the clouds. I'm tired of the mist. I'm tired of the dew and the rain. It's like, all right, I want to see the sun. I'm ready for some sun, y'all. And there it is coming out. Yes, come out in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Next verse. Let's look at this real quick. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. That's a command. Say command. Well, it's not the Ten Commandments. No, but it's by the Holy Ghost through an apostle. Yeah, the Ten Commandments are revealed in this. Do not. Now, let me say it this way to you. Have you ever told to your kids? Have you ever addressed your kids? I'm a pretty good dancer. Have you ever addressed your kids and say, hey, do not. Come on, am I alone here? Valerie, am I alone? Have you ever had to tell any of the kids, do not do that? Then? Every day, still. <laughs> Yo, do not do this. Don't do that. I mean, not harsh, but st- firm. Say firm. All right, read this in a firm way. Receive it in a firm way. This is God by his spirit speaking through the apostle. Do not be conformed to this world. Instructions because God loves us. It's instructions because of love. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. Shake it off. And in one sense, what's your resolve? How do, I, how do I come to this place of resolve that 
I am a citizen of heaven. My life is not my own. I gave it up. I switched gears. I, I gave my life to Jesus instead of to Satan. My life was being controlled by demonic influence. Even when I went to church before I got saved, the devil don't care if religious folk go to church. He just don't want them saved. A lot of times he's pleased that people are going through the motions because they think that by going through the motions, they're going to gain heaven or some kind of favor. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. We have an adversary. You have an adversary. And he wants you not to get in the word of God because he knows the word will transform your mind. And if, you, if your mind's continually getting transformed, you're going to become a greater expression of the Lord Jesus Christ on this planet. And everything you do and say. And your work ethics. Hallelujah. And your family relationships. Listen, God's all about relationship, guys. And the reason he needs this done, Jesus said, by this shall all men know you're my followers and my disciples. By the way you love one another. We don't have the ability and capacity to love each other with his kind of love without him. (laughs) I can't love you with the love of Christ if Christ ain't in here. I can be kind to you. I could be good to you because of the knowledge of good and evil. Come on. How is it the Mormon church is filled with good people? Moral. Moral people. Jehovah's Witnesses in the Watchtower, Bible and Tract Society. Many moral people trying to earn their way to Jehovah. Come on, guys. Wake up and smell the coffee. We have been born again. Hallelujah. Born of an incorruptible seed. I am not my own. Glory to God. I have no more rights. I am the citizen and son of the king. King Jesus, what do you want from me today? <laughs> Get that in your, load that in your cannon and fire it in the morning. I'll tell you what, the alarm bells in hell will start going off in your behalf. Oh my God, he's up again. She's up again. They believe what they are. They believe who God says they are. Say armed and dangerous. Don't be conformed to this world, but be being transformed by the renewing of your mind. This isn't an option. This is the process. People are saying, well, man, I pray and my prayers aren't answered. Well, if you turn your ear from hearing the word... In Proverbs, it says, if anyone who turns their ear from hearing the law, their prayer is an abomination. Hello? Well, you know, I don't have time for the word. Then maybe the word doesn't have time for you. Well, glory to God. There's some new light. I don't have time to pray. Well, maybe prayer isn't going to come your way. Anybody in here ever need somebody praying for you? 
Huh? What do you do? You sow prayer. Ha-ha! He forever... (laughs) Jesus at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession on behalf of humanity, especially the house of God. So if we're walking in the footsteps of Jesus, it's prayer night. Where am I going to be? I'm going to be at prayer. Glory to God. It's prayer night. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In him I live and move and have my being. If Jesus is going to be at prayer, I'm going to be at prayer. How about that thought? I submit that to you all. Jesus is going to be here tomorrow night. Glory to God. You want to hang out with him? Come on to prayer. And you'll hear Jesus praying. You'll, you'll follow the apostle or the pastor of Je- where Jesus resides. Leading how to pray and what to do, what to accomplish that night. Because we're trusting that the person leading the prayer is hearing from God on what needs to be prayed out. Why? Because my life isn't my own. I've been born with a price. Well, glory to God. But be being transformed. Remember what the first verse said? Do not be conformed. See, we need to hear that. We're the family of God. Amen. Let me see your chicklets. Isn't it good to be the family of God? Say, I love God. Say, I love you, Pastor. By faith, even if it's by faith. <laughs> but be being transformed. Do not be conformed. What if, what, if an, what if all of a sudden God by his power and his presence transformed me into the image of Jesus for 10 seconds? And all of a sudden, instead of you looking at Ray Shannon, Jesus was right here saying, do not be conformed to this world, but be being transformed by the renewing of your mind. What kind of impact would that have in your life? How about if Jim Caviezel was here with the, you know, the whole deal? Uh, you know, and not you, but see, you know, it's Jim Caviezel, but just in that portrayal. See, the Bible says God has set in the church Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the church for the work of the ministry, to the building up of the body of Christ for the edifying of each other. Amen? So who's talking today? Jesus says, by the Spirit of God, through a vessel known as Ray. Now you can receive it from Jesus, you can receive it from the Holy Ghost, or you can receive it from Ray. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen? What are we hearing today? The heart of God. He loves Pentecost. He wants his people to be filled with and baptized in the Spirit of God. He wants them to have the power to succeed and overcome in this life. Be, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Listen, this is part of the process. God wants you and I to prove out his word. Say, part of my mission is to prove out the Word of God. Hallelujah. How do we do that? We approve it. We approve the value of the Scripture. We approve the wellness of our mind. 
Because guess what? You can be the smartest person on the earth, and without the knowledge of God, it's dung. Paul said in his writings to the church, he said, I, am the, I, was, the, I was the Pharisee of Pharisees, exceeding in knowledge in his contemporaries in that day. He was like one of the brightest men on the planet. And he said, and I count all my learning, all my possessions as but dung in comparison to the riches of Christ. You got the riches of Christ in y'all. Hallelujah. And it's this treasure chest. You looking for a treasure? It's right here. It's right here. Go treasure hunting. (laughs) Open it up. Because it's going to transform your mind. It's going to bring our minds that have been religious or uneducated spiritually. It's going to educate you and I spiritually. And where reason once controlled us, all of a sudden now, light, heavenly light is guiding us. Paul said in Corinthians 2, who's known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct them, but you have the mind of Christ. How do we have the mind of Christ? Through the new birth. By our minds being conformed and transformed by the renewing of them. Amen? I think we had church today. Oh, Pastor, I'm, praise God, I'm not even going to go there. Because the anointing is on this. God wants you and I to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. How do we do that? Through the faith we exhibit in our words and our actions. What is the greatest of the commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Your neighbor is yourself. The devil's going to call you and I in a carpet. He's going to try to test that. One of the greatest things and first things he on, the, on his target is to test your love. And the, actually, the, not our love. He wants to test the love of God in our hearts. That's why Jesus kicks it up a notch. He says, I say to you, love your enemies. I'm going to present to you what's, some, what's impossible to man is possible with God. Can I give you a couple possible verses before we close? Huh? I'm trying to get over it, get out of here. We got it. We got a few minutes. I hope this is blessing you. I'm excited. I am excited. (sighs) People got baptized in the Holy Spirit today. People got a fresh baptism. See, I believe it. I believe it. Matthew 17, verse 20 and 21. Bill, if you would, please. Matthew 17. Say, all things are possible. Maria, I know you know this. All things are possible. Hallelujah. Everybody in here, whatever you have need of, all things are possible. To him that believes. Amen. Matthew 
chapter 17, verse 20 says, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you when you have God's faith in your heart and in your mouth. How do you get it in your heart? Meditation, muttering the scripture over and over. Not meditating the problem over and over. You meditate the promise over and over and over and over and over. Till when? Till you believe it. Till you see the fruit of it manifesting. Jesus has said, plant the seed. And that seed of the promise that you absolutely are desperate for and have desperate need of. See, we need the desperation in our lives increased a little bit. God said it. That settles it. And then you and I, go, 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 got, we must go to battle and fight the good fight of faith to see it realized. If God said it and it's for me, then we have to go after it. Say work. We need to do our work. Works don't get us to heaven. Grace has provided that. But works help us succeed. Works help you and I prosper. Works give us increase. We have to work. Amen? Luke chapter 1 verse 35. Luke chapter 1 verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, this is of course when Gabriel had appeared to Mary. She honestly said, well, how's this going to happen? I have not known a man. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age when everybody said it wasn't possible. She's too old. Her and Zacharias, you know, they, they, they don't qualify. They, won't, they, they can't have a kid now. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived the Son of God by the power of God, by the impossibility of man, but the possibility of God. Come on, church. How? By the possibility of God. Say the possibility of God. Glory to God. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, he's referring to what he has said. Angel showed up with Zacharias when he was offering the altar, at the altar of incense. He was chosen to burn the incense in the, in the uh, temple. You all know the story. Gabriel shows up and says... No, Gabriel. I, I don't know how Zach continued to stand. I would have been. You know, Gabriel. Your prayer has been heard. I mean, this is a good time for Porky the pig. You know what I'm saying? Your wife shall bear a child. Uh, no man saying this, an angel, the, fa the father's messenger, Gabriel, your prayer has been heard. Well, 
what prayer? I mean, that'd be the first thing that hit me. Well, what prayer are you referring to? I'm in here offering prayers, which are custom. Your prayer has been heard. Your heart prayer. Your wife. What's he do? He goes right to the heart of the matter. Your wife will bring, will get pregnant, conceive, and bring forth a son. And he shall be the forerunner. He's going to fulfill Malachi chapter 4. It's been quiet on this planet for 400 years through the prophets. But now, angel engages and starts the supernatural activity again. Come on. Glory to God. He shall be a forerunner, the messenger of the Lord, saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Glory to God. And Zechariah says, well, how can this be? I'm an old man. Hello? Oh, you say, well, Pastor, that's a little unfair. No. He had Abraham as his example. God told Abraham when he was 75, you, 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 Sarah, your barren wife is going to have a son. 24 years later. Say 24 years later. The Bible says that Abraham believed God at 75 years old that he would have a son and his wife would conceive. He didn't waver in faith, the Bible says. And it was counted unto him as righteousness. See, I want to say this to you. Delay is not denial. If God said it, you don't let go of it. Mm. For all with God, nothing will be impossible. Next one. Luke 18, give me a couple more verses here, and we'll pray and release you into the earth. <laughs> Luke 18, verse 27, but he said, the things which are po impossible with men are possible with God. Now, look at this, guys. That's for you personally, everyone in here, personally. The things which are impossible with man, in other words, man's I, I, your employer, your family tree doesn't have the resources that you need for the plan I have for your life. How about that? For everybody in here, your natural resources or sources of increase are incapable of providing with you with what I need to provide you with. Why? Because I need your, I want your faith. I've designed you to need me in your life. That's what God's saying. I have designed you to need me as I need you. That's pretty cool. God chose to need us. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, we have left all and followed you. So he said to them, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. That's a pretty good promise. That's a pretty good promise. Whatever you let go of for the sake of the kingdom, God's going to give, it, give it to you pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen? Hebrews eleven six. Of course, this classic truth, Hebrews eleven six. 
Thank you, Bill. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For you and I who come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who occasionally seek Him. How often? Come on, everybody, preach it. Diligently. That'll work. Diligently simply means fr- frequency. Until, until that hope is realized, but faith gets us there. Faith pulls in the promise. But faith takes work. Say, faith takes work. Amen. So the Lord went a whole little different. He went a whole different way this service. But I tell you what, I needed this. I'm encouraged, praise God. I am encouraged and not discouraged. I, my faith is stirred. I built myself up on the holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Now, the last thing that we want to do today is uh, I need to do this as a matter of faith. Yeah. Th- thanks, Vince. Praise God. But I was going to minister the scripture on some things about the kingdom finances and things like that. Originally, it was part of the plan because th- those who were members of this house, we had sent out letters. There's a, a mortgage note that we're believing for to be covered. The first note by uh, February 1st of 2019. Amen. You all, re- how many got that letter? Let me see your hands. Those of you who are members of the church. Praise God. Pastor Tim, if you could. They were mailed. Oh, a couple weeks ago. No, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Well, Val, I'll make sure you get one. No, no, we have the address. Rope, yes. Praise God. And get your own microphone. <laughs> We're multitaskers. This is family church. You can pass it out to everybody, Tim. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus.